Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. Always. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Dangerous World Podcast, a fun Monday episode here for you. You do know that The Great Deception is hosting the Monday Night Master Debaters tonight, so that should be a fun conversation that you can hear tomorrow. Uh, high Satanic Holiday today, May 1st. It's also Met Gala Monday. Isn't it weird that they're holding the Met Gala? I guess it's not weird. On, on May Day, right? It's right. kind of weird. The tickets also went from 30000 to $50,000. It's just out of my budget. It would have been perfect if it was thirty. I could have afforded think of it. I 50,000 things to spend $50,000 on before I'd spend a ticket on the Met Gala. Well, that's why you're not invited. Right? Oh, that's not even the beginning. Like, you have to get dressed and car and makeup and blah 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 right so we're gonna do something fun here this is uh something that i've been wanting to do for a little while i'm actually working on an in-depth south park episode i'm gonna have clips for you i'm gonna have all that stuff but ooh, what a teaser i'm so excited for that you're a big cock tease that's not fair i I reference it i know i reference south park in every single episode i'll probably reference it here a couple times you like like preach South Park in your sleep. Right. I can quote it, not preach, but yeah. Uh, (laughs) So what we're going to do, we're going to go through some like 80s and 90s cartoons here and get into some of the conspiratorial nature of these shows. These are shows that I watched as a kid. Kim, you watched some of these when you were a kid? Yeah, I watched a lot. I was raised by the television in the 80s and early 90s, so yeah. But a lot of these are not going to be shows that you necessarily know. Yeah, like the mid-90s cartoons. Like I watched up into Rugrats. You okay, know, well, Rugrats st- is on the list. Yeah, and then I stopped, like, like what show, Hey Arnold? I've never seen Hey Arnold. Epic show, Ed, Ed, I was, like, Ed, a Ed, late Nettie. teenager when Hey Arnold came out. And you so watch like, Ed, Ed, Nettie? i never seen Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Let me rifle through this list real quick, yeah, and, yeah. and you just say yes or no. Courage the Cowardly Dog, I showed you. Yeah, That's I know, I've never seen with. that show. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to ease right I, into I, Rugrats. That, that show Hold actually on. was so Hold fucking creepy. Hold the fuck creepy. on. I know. I can't believe that's a child's We're cartoon. getting off to a bad start here, okay? <laughs> Hold on. Courage the Cowardly Dog, I showed you. Rugrats. Yes. Obviously, you just said that. SpongeBob. I was, I was born in 1981, so for everybody to know. Okay, so. let's give your life story before we do the episode. No, no, stop it. No, just to let you guys know that I'm like older, so yeah. Um, uh, SpongeBob. SpongeBob, I never watched it, but I have seen it. Right, you have watched it. You put it on casually sometimes. Right, here. I put it on now as an adult because I never watched it as a child. Okay, Winnie the Pooh, of course. Yes. Hey Arnold, you said no. Ed, Ed, and Eddie, you had not no. seen that. Magic School Bus, everyone's seen this. No, I've never, I didn't watch the Magic School Bus. Did you watch Captain Planet because they tie in? No. Really? Yeah, Captain Planet. No, I was too, was I was too old. I never, it was a boy cartoon, I guess. Okay. Yeah. King of the Hill, everyone's seen that. Yeah, that's a grown-up cartoon. I used to watch King of the Hill as a grown-up. 
Um, the Smurfs. I know you've seen. Yes, religiously every Saturday morning. Care Bears. Yes. Oh my God! I used to have Care Bear toys. The Care Bears and SpongeBob is gonna be some of my favorite Dude, stuff to get into. What you probably here. don't have on that list is Strawberry Shortcake. It's Teletubbies. Have you seen Teletubbies? No, I was way too old. Okay. But I've, I know of it and I've seen it. And I wanted, remember I told you the Teletubbies thing that just came out? Now yeah. when you try to watch Teletubbies, like the, they <sighs> they edited it and the little white baby that's the son is now a little black baby. I said who cares, but you said that it is blackwashing. It is pandering. Yeah, it's blackwashing all of like our white cultures. I don't know and that sounds so bad, but. It, it does. I mean, like I said, who cares? <sighs> But it is just, it, it's pandering. It is pandering. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's good that you didn't. Yeah. Um, it, it's taking our pure white culture. <laughs> I know, Fucking. that sounded so bad. I'm so, so I sorry. I don't endorse anything she says. But <laughs> before we roll into this, like I said, this should be a fun one. We're going to move through a lot of cartoons fairly quickly here. There's some more that I didn't go as deep into. Yeah, um, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm stoked to show you some of these. So I like to do the housekeeping up front. Um, there's this new company that I'm an affiliate with now, and I'm really excited about this actually, because you know I love my dogs. And this is Pure Pet Wellness. You might have heard Ghost talking about these guys. The dude sent me a couple samples of some. Uh, it's like it's called Infused Targeted Relief. It's like a cream you rub on your dog or your cat, uh, if you're crazy and have one of those things. But you rub it on there. I actually rub some on Ghost's nose, not the co-host Ghost. My dog's name is also Ghost. Oh, wouldn't it be weird if I'm rubbing his shit on God? So I, I rubbed it on his nose, which is very dry, chronic dry nose. Seems to have helped a little bit. And I'm going to do too. a couple more doses. Also moo. And then I got some tincture, which I'm going to try out in their water um, or something. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it out. I was actually going to put some in their breakfast this morning, but I forgot. So Okay. Do well, yeah, dinner. it's a new thing that we're trying out. But I'm so excited to get with them because the dude's really nice. He's got a conspiracy as well. believe we're talking with him t- tonight. So you might hear him tomorrow on Matt's. Monday Night Master Debaters from The Great Deception. And I do want to throw the Patreon out there in case you haven't heard. If you've been living under a rock like Patrick, Patrick Starr, who we're going to talk about in a second. Uh, That's from SpongeBob. It is. Yeah. Um, Patreon.com slash Dangerous World Podcast. I, I like to do the chats for the highest level supporters um, once a month, usually at the end of the month. Crazy weekend for me with the new job and stuff. So uh, crazy in, in the best way possible. I don't know if you guys heard about the BKFC's event, but it literally was like the top three trending topic in the world. Super, super really, proud really, to be a part of that right there. They have really like super, super intelligent marketing if they did that all marketing and paid all those people to mention it and casually all week long. Like that's insane. It was, yeah, everything like even, fell into place. Uh, even Bam Margera mentioned bare knuckle boxing. Well, I assure you they did not pay them even though he is from Pennsylvania just like the company. There's right, so like it's though. just very strange that while he was trending in the gossip rags, he also mentioned your company. So right, well let's not talk about my other job too yes. much. I just, like I said, I, I'm super proud to be a part of that and they just absolutely Absolutely knocked it out of the park. The fighters, the staff, everybody, um, just an awesome thing. If you heard of that, that's why uh, we did not do the chat. I want to do it this this weekend, though, the first weekend. So um, I'll, I'll send you guys out an and email And what you're there. talking about is all of your paid members on the highest level. Yeah, your I Patreon that, right. get uh, to have an open chat with you. Like It's once not a they month. get to. We just have a chat. It's not Sorry. like some privilege. So let me right. do the plug. My bad. I was just like, Christ. I'm trying to re- like realize what you're talking about. Right. We didn't explain well, it it's not well. really for you. It's for the people here. <laughs> so yeah, just a fun thing. And then also dangerousworldpodcast.com for merch. And that is all that I'll do. I want to keep that short because we got a lot of fun stuff to get into. Boom. Okay? I want to talk about cartoons. Do you have you, the dinosaurs on there? It's not really a cartoon, so never mind. No, I didn't look into that, but you know yeah. what? I, I know that there was something that was really, before we get into that even, 
this is conspiracy shit right here. Doomsday, right? I mean, we're talking about this. Somebody from my Patreon oh, yeah, actually is- sent me some information that like Yellowstone, they're, they're kind of smothering the truth about what's going on in Yellowstone right now. Um, I can read some of it, but you were freaking out when I was telling you this. Yeah, it sounds like what they're doing in Yellowstone right now is what they did in Yellowstone in the beginning of the movie 2012. So just think about that. That's fucking horrifying. The Ring of Fire has been on fire for like the last, you know, almost 10, 12 years now, like 11 years. It's been active. And so it makes a lot of sense that... Yellowstone is about to go off. It's like a couple thousand years overdue to erupt or some shit like that. But once that does, it's a cataclysmic apocalyptic event. Like all the oxygen on the entire earth will change. We'll go into an ice age. We're all going to die, be smothered by soot or God knows what. Yeah. Like I said, uh, who cares? Famine, fucking plague, like all kinds of horrible shit. Like that's how the apocalypse starts, I think. Famine. Okay. So yeah, the USGS, the United States Geological Survey, it's a government agency. They have shut down their limited data coming out of Yellowstone. So So it's already limited, but now they've shut down all access to the free information that they give the public. And so they're just not telling anybody, which means they probably shut down certain sections of Yellowstone like they did in the movie right. 2012. And this is something that we're going to talk about in Cunt, which you will hear tomorrow as well. But shout out Eric. I'll leave your last name out of this, sir, because <laughs> you don't want some of these people reaching out to you. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, but, you don't want. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah, also, Eric, thank you for that. Also, like uh, Old Yeller wasn't going. Or, old, old Faithful. You I keep fuck, calling you it that. that. Twice. I keep calling it that all morning. Old Faithful, like. I've been there as a kid and they rant and rave about how it's it goes off every hour. But then all of a sudden, I can't remember specifically what year, but it stopped going off for a while. Right. Everybody panicked because that means a lot of pressure is building up. Right. And that was like it was like 2011, 2012. That's when like the, the ring of fire started and like people started actively panicking about Yellowstone and scientists are like pre- like probably, you know, pretty accurately c- predicting that it's gonna go off soon and that's horrifying to me yeah it is pretty freaky they, there's a lot of fear porn there uh from Super early fearful. early days and uh maybe it's coming to coming to fruition now I, I like i said i'm not i i refuse to be bothered by this information it's very interesting i won't say that it's bad information it but if, if we're all gonna if we're all gonna die what are we gonna do about it you know what i mean well, so i mean an ash cloud death is a painful slow horrible death get sure. yourself a gas mask get your sure. dogs your kids gas mask if sure. you want to Try to live out the fucking black. I'm going to heaven when I die, so I'm not worried about it. But anyway, <laughs> I don't know where you're going, but oh yeah, my God. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay, that's nothing to joke about here on this show. She's Louise. We're leaning more towards Christianity. I know. Every day I want to talk here. about. I came here to talk about cartoons. What the I know, fuck did you drag just, me into? That was just such an important <laughs> thing that somebody mentioned. No, yeah. The minute that you started talking about it this morning, I started sweating because that's seriously like a. I have I have like reoccurring nightmares about it. Right. So well, it's fucking horrifying. I don't know. You also almost pass out when you see blood. But let's right. get into cartoons. That's, let's get into cartoons. That's a legit phobia. I know, but it's also like something that children I can't even do, help like. it. I try to for, like fight passing out, and I end up getting dizzy and like standing up too long and just falling over because I end up passing out. So I just lay down and try to breathe and end up fainting. Well, it's fucking psycho. I you I love just attention, don't you? I, can't, I just can't look at blood. Stop it. Okay. <laughs> Like I said, a lot of 90s cartoons, some early 2000s cartoons, a few 80s, 
Okay, so I'm it'll be really all excited map. about your list. Let's go. Yeah, so my favorite show as a kid was Courage the Cowardly Dog. Every other show in this list is kind of just in whatever kind of order, but I started with Courage because this was my favorite show. If you haven't seen it, it's about a cute little dog, two old folks that own the dog. I showed you. You said it was extremely creepy with the yeah, few episodes there's you like, watched. There's also like the way the animation is, like because yeah, when I first like because I watched old school cartoons that didn't have that many subliminal messagings. Well, maybe it did. I don't know. Just different forms. Oh, whatever. they had them in there, but like. The new animation of the 90s was like that weird computer animation right. shit and like courage like there's flash it flashes and like there's sh- hidden shit behind sure. those flashes. Sure. You showed me one or two of the cartoons that I couldn't even watch. I'm like this is subliminal. I can't. There's they're trying to force me to be hypnotized like it and it was a dark ass cartoon yeah there's some creepy messaging in there so the the whole idea of the show is that you know this dog lives in the middle of nowhere with these two old people right but the idea is that you're looking at the world through the dog's eyes through courage's eyes and courage is afraid of everything in the in the title sequence it even shows that he's afraid of his own shadow like his shadow turns into a monster he screams runs away right right he's afraid of everything but he also it seems like he tries to save those old people as best he can he tries to but at the end of the day when he's saving the people He's not really saving them from anything. Anything. He just ends up realizing that this stuff really isn't as scary as he thought. So there's countless examples of this. But the reason why it looks like he lives in the middle of nowhere from his perspective is because of these old people he lives with. He really lives in like a suburb or something. But he never gets to see the outside world. So it seems like they're isolated. Everything's scary. Anytime someone goes to the door, you got to imagine what your dog would think when they're barking, when they're freaking out. And he's personified in this show. So he's just seeing normal people come up, but to him, they look like monsters. There's a two-headed creature that they see. There's all these examples, but this is why Hustis, the old man, and uh, Muriel, the nice old lady, why they're never afraid of these demons, right? They just see these things. These are normal people to them, but Courage just hasn't seen them, so he, Which he freaks out. Which is an interesting out. take on that cartoon. I just saw I like it. Like, I can't believe that it that it was like say, satanic symbols. And oh, sure. Like terrible shit yeah, was the, in that the, cartoon. It's the, a child's cartoon, one right? One of the episodes like, I showed you. Three years old to six years old is who no, watches that? Teenagers, I mean, young teenagers, okay, like 12 Okay, because I was like, I thought it was like a little, little kid cartoon, and I'm like, that's not appropriate. One dude. of the episodes I showed you, they, they purchased a possessed man mattress you know so it's shit like that but there there is a really good example that i saw um that all these monsters are just normal things there's a a foot monster that courage licks to death once he gets his balls up and i heard someone say that this was just foot fungus that muriel had and he licked her feet clean and that's how he killed the monster he saw something he saw his owner in pain that's fucking disgusting right he saw his <laughs> owner in pain but and he saw it as a monster he went and licked her foot clean and that it killed is the monster. just like a horrific like some some person with like weird autistic trauma sure like made this cartoon and turned into a writer producer and to yeah. made it like palpable for kids it's just so weird not overly conspiratorial and yeah. at all but like, just it's just such a weird cartoon i've never even heard or seen of it and so for someone to never see that cartoon before it's just so weird right okay now let's get a little darker okay right. okay because this is dark. i hope you have like ren and stimpy on that list too i don't i do have a uh, rocco's modern life is is uh see, i never it, seen that cartoon okay yeah ren and stimpy i mean you know Those there's phineas and ferb real, and shit that have been talked about Legit cartoon from the 80s, dude. Right. Okay. Listen to what I'm saying and then interject. Don't just fucking go. Okay. Okay. I don't think I've ever made that noise before. Okay. You've seen Rugrats, you said, right? Yes. Rugrats, yes. Everyone hates Angelica. She's a little bitch. 
Okay? Right. She's mean. Yeah. Now, the idea here is that all the babies in Rugrats are actually figments of Angelica's imagination. They all died. It's it's a really dark thing. That's creepy. Very dark, yeah. That's another cartoon where the animation is, like, blippy. Right. It's so weird. So there's some evidence here to this. And maybe you've heard some of these. Hopefully you haven't heard all of them. But... Angelica's super neglected. Her stepmom's like this big businesswoman, right? Her mom, there's a story about her mom that I'll share later, too. Uh, and none of these are facts. Like, I'm not slandering the shows. This is just theories that people come up with. So, when I mention all the babies die, Chucky, if you remember his dad, Charles, he's always frantic. He's really always worried about Chucky, blah, blah, blah. The story is that Chucky died in a car accident with his mom. And this is why Charles is always freaking out. Angelica saw... Chucky die or knew that Chucky died and so she lives with the trauma so she still imagines Chucky being around they never really reference it in the show but this is why Charles Chucky's father is always worried about him Tommy the cute like kind of like main character dude he was a stillborn so he was born dead and his father Stu spends a lot of his time in the basement making toys to compensate for the loss of his child he's traumatized too but again Angelica imagines them uh, Phil and Lil, the twins, were actually an aborted baby. Again, dark stuff. But super creepy. I know it's so fucking dark. It gets it really sense. weird Tommy with other a shows. Super creepy looking one, so it makes right. sense. Like he looked like a stillborn. I always baby. thought Phil and Lil were the creepy ones. But the reason that there's twins there is because Angelica knows that there was an abortion, but doesn't know the gender. So she just imagines a boy and a girl. Phil and Lil, they're twins in her mind. Um. So, yeah, she doesn't know what the gender would have been. So, there you go. Now, Dill, this is a, a nice story. Dill is actually real. Dill is the only real baby. And this is why Dill doesn't talk. All these other tiny babies talk. Full vocabulary. I don't remember Dill. I think I've seen Rugrats only a couple times. He comes in later, I think. But then there's also Kimmy, okay? Kimmy's the Asian baby, okay? This one's, this one's fucked up, too. So, I forget, the, I forget her father's name. It's either Chase or Chaz. Uh, Finster. This dude goes to Paris. This is Kimmy's dad. Goes to Paris, meets a sex worker named Kira. That's Kimmy's mom. Okay, classy, right? He these marries... are all backstories from super fans, right? This isn't like these aren't. No, this is not correct stuff. Okay, this, this is, is just all theory. Like subculture from Reddit. Yeah. yeah, this is theory. So he marries the sex worker, brings her back to America from Paris. Kira loses custody of the daughter Kimmy, and then. Um, when it's discovered that 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 basically Kira was a sex worker, a drug addict, all this stuff, and Angelica learns about Kimmy because Kira is always talking about her missing. So Weird. you know, Kimmy is always talking about her mom's gone and all this shit. So that's one of the that's so the fucking theories. creepy. Susie, the black baby. I can't believe there's like all these theories and all these. That's so creepy. I know, and it's it's interesting, but. They're, they they string these together really well, and it's just an interesting take on all this stuff. There are some, like the Care Bears one, the SpongeBob one, there's facts behind this. I'm getting right. the SpongeBob after this. But so Susie, the black the black baby, she's real. And she uh, basically, and, and this could be some propaganda from like the woke side too, that she's the one that understands that Angelica has all these problems because she every baby she's ever met dies, which is horribly tragic. So she understands. She puts up with Angelica's bullshit. Because she knows that, she, that she's traumatized and fucked up. Now, and Angelica's doll. Remember her doll? The fucked up hair? Yeah. yeah. This is the you last... Could, couldn't you, like, get those dolls? Like, they started selling, like... Yeah. Yeah. Which is weird. I mean, if this is the true story here, which I'm... There's no proof that this is true, but Angelica's doll 
reminds Angelica of her dead drug addict mother. Remember, it's her stepmom that is always in the picture, right? But she's she also neglects her too. Again, she's a career-focused woman. Right. Angelica has this doll with missing hair, fucked up tweaker-looking doll that reminds her of her mom. And um, yeah, this is like a, just an, another interesting take on that whole show. The whole show is basically about dead babies, if this is true. Dead babies and child neglect is what this child show is about. Right. That's Fucked horrifying. Up. Let's move on. Yeah. Super sad. Again, super dark. Uh, the SpongeBob one is cool. Okay. okay. SpongeBob. Uh, the characters represent the seven deadly sins is the first thing I got here. This is wild. Okay, and there's enough. There's seven characters to. Re- are there's they- more than seven characters, right. but there's seven like hardcore main characters, the main characters here. Right. Okay, go. What are the seven deadly sins in SpongeBob? You got lust, sloth, pride, wrath, greed, envy, and gluttony. Okay, okay? we know what they are. What? Who? Some people don't. Okay. Okay. SpongeBob represents lust. He's always super happy. He loves everybody. Very lustful character. SpongeBob is lust. Patrick once got an award for doing nothing longer than anyone else. What do you think he represents? I have no idea. You're going to tell me, though. Well, out of the... You said we all know him. What would the lazy guy represent? I didn't say represent? we know... Dude, I didn't say I know... Like, tell me what they are. Come on. Patrick represents sloth because he does nothing awesome. all the time. Sandy, always super proud that she's from Texas, proud of anything that she ever does. She represents pride. Moo's walking around there. Don't mind her. Squidward, the Moo angry... Moo is pretty proud, too. Yeah. She's so proud she's going to leave. Yeah. <laughs> um... Uh, so Sandy, we did uh, Squidward, always angry, always pissed off at the world, represents wrath. Mr. Krabs, the owner of the Krusty Krab where Ooh, everybody greed. works. There you go. Thanks for chiming in. Jeez. Suck it. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Krab represents greed. He likes money. Absolutely. Always. Uh, actually, we were just, you had an episode on when we were doing some research for this where he, they, they try to, SpongeBob, the lustful guy, tries to do a favor for the boss, Mr. Krabs throw his old shitty mattress out, but then Mr. Krabs has all of his money in that mattress. Ha ha. So he gets pissed off, ends up fucking <laughs> freaking out. Plankton, the loser business owner from across the street of the Krusty Krab, owner of the Chum Bucket, nice. is envious of Mr. Krabs' success. He represents envy. And Gary, the pet snail, Aww. also kind of like uh, personified, if that's the proper term, as a cat. I know it's, that's kind of a contradiction. He meows, yeah. He does meow, but he's a snail. He eats all the food that he can ever see in Gluttony. one bite, he's a glutton. Aww. Isn't that wild? They all so solidly represent these things. Right. So that's one aspect of this. Now, this is where it gets really, really like, this is concrete shit. Now, Nickelodeon's official synopsis of this show states that Bikini Bottom, the town that SpongeBob obviously lives in, is actually part of this real-life area called Bikini Atoll. Now, if you haven't heard of Bikini Atoll... This is part of Operation Crossroads where they were doing underwater nuclear testing. Okay? Creepy. There's explosions. There's like nuclear explosions in almost every episode. And if you look at the screenshots of, you know, or screen grabs of the the uh, explosions in the episodes, they look like actual pictures from the, you know, ocean, you know, nuclear testing from this Bikini Atoll. This was in um, 1946. You want to Google it? Bikini New word, A-T-O-L-L. Wild shit. But yeah, uh, this is why all the fish talk. This is why they're all deformed. All this crazy stuff. I thought that was wild. You also have the Epstein thing, which you know the Epstein thing? Or no, with SpongeBob? People here know. So it's about, uh, basically, there's an episode where SpongeBob, he he's like chronically not able to get a driver's license. Like he can't yeah. drive. Yeah, I 
haven't seen a lot of SpongeBob. Like okay. I'm watching it as an adult, so. Yeah, well, <laughs> congratulations. I'm then. eating my string cheese and I'm watching SpongeBob. SpongeBob. So SpongeBob's address is 124 <laughs> Conch Street. Okay. If you Google 124 Conch, Conch Street, Bikini Bottom. Conch. Conch. Like a conch shell. Okay. 124 Conch Street, uh, Bikini Bottom. That full thing. If you plug that into Google Earth, it takes you to Epstein Island. And I've done this myself. What the creep? A lot of people on this show have known that. I've mentioned it a couple times, but since you didn't know. That gives me ick vibes. It gives you, yeah, it's just like, why? Why? I mean, if it's someone from I met the guy that does the voice for SpongeBob. He's a nice man. His kids are really nice. He's dead now, but he was an, I met him at Comic-Con. He's a sweet guy. Honestly, I think it's a troll from someone at Google. Honestly. I don't think. What? The 124 Conch Street. I think that they oh, plugged okay. it in and yeah. they're like, yeah, we'll redirect you yeah. to Epstein Island. Yeah, it like, takes you a little St. James. Because that guy's a really nice guy. It sucks that he's dead. Well, you know, not all these, uh, sometimes I these mean, people I mean, everybody from nice. Hollywood is evil and pedophiles and suck, but like face value, he was a uh, polite person. Right. You know, and right, so right. very, very polite, very um, humble, you know. Yeah. He did the voice for me right in front of me. He does, like, that, that doesn't happen a lot of the time, you know. They don't ever do the voices? No, he doesn't want to. Like, he, everyone asked him to do it, you know, so. Interesting. Yeah. And uh, you were at Comic-Con because you played the live action role of Babe, the pig. <laughs> <laughs> In the comments. How did you know? Stop telling people. That's how I'm famous. Stop it. No. Um, babe no, I went played to Comic-Con by Kim. a couple times. You're a dick face. Oh, man. I was trying to think of something that you could have played in a cartoon. <laughs> that was the worst. Babe came to mind. Um, he calls me Piglet sometimes. Stop telling people your pet name for me. After you finish your food, I always say, that'll do, pig. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you the cartoons that I was watching? So while you were blathering on, I wrote down a little bit of the cartoons that I remember watching as a kid, and I you probably don't have them on the list, but they were creepy. The Muppet Babies, uh, Peter Pan, uh, DuckTales, woo! Anyways, I'm not going to sing the song. Tiny Toon Adventures, oh my God, you can watch Tiny Toon Adventures now. On, I think, Hulu or Netflix or one of those things. But you can watch them now, Tiny Toons, and Pinky and the Brain. And I know there's a few other ones. Like I said, Strawberry Shortcake was a cartoon when I was a little kid. Care Bears, but you already have that one. Well, Pinky and the Brain is, there's an interesting theory. We can mention that in a little while, too. And then also there's a theory that um, uh, Donald Duck, obviously the father of the ducktail people, has PTSD. (laughs) Oh, you mean Scrooge McDuck? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. DuckTales, Okay, yeah, 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 the kids. Yeah, you're sorry. He was rich, bitch. He swam in a swimming pool of money. In a vat of money. Yeah, DuckTales, woo. Right, so on the other side of this, we'll do, uh, I want to do a quick commercial break here. We, You know, we do the ad break every time. If you don't hear the ads, it's probably because you're on some some platform that doesn't support them. But uh, if you don't want to hear any more ads at all, you know what to do. Patreon.com slash Dangerous World Podcast. Okay. Sorry for the overplugging, but some people bitch about the ads and then they don't want to listen for free. So that's how you can get around that. Um, quick ad break and then we'll be back with some other cartoon stories. Okay. Well, we got Winnie the Pooh up next. Okay? Oh, you actually cut me off right before I was going to sing DuckTales the whole song. Whatever. Okay. Well, we already did the ad break, so excuse me. And, and it, honestly, <laughs> the yeah, moment there, has passed. I'm over it. I'm not yeah, gonna sing. Right. Yeah. There's been th- a minute and a half of commercials that people are gonna bitch about that also don't. I think pay, that they so. are gonna prefer to listen to the commercials rather than hear me sing. 
Yeah, yeah, no one wants to hear that shit. Yeah. Okay, so Winnie the Pooh, this is an interesting one, right? I used to watch that as a child. Well, and that blood and honey thing is actually a cool take. They could have done it a lot better. It's really kind of like murder porn. Me. It's really dumb. Murder porn. Um, it, it could have been so cool. There was only they apparently they couldn't get to write the rights to all the characters, so all they the only have. All the were nice. That's you know, it's just some stupid. hot girls in there. Yeah. They only have Pooh and Piglet. Uh, you know, it would have been nice to see like all the other characters. Apparently, they, they ate, ate Eeyore. All. Yeah, yeah they, they ate. supposedly because Eeyore was one of the first ones they ate, but since there's no one else, I'm pretty sure that they it's just implied that they ate everybody else. So this one's more of a well-known one. Uh, you know, you might have heard this, but for the folks that haven't. All the characters in Winnie the Pooh represent mental disorders, and that they're seems all realistic. I think it's it's <laughs> again it fits exactly perfectly in like the SpongeBob stuff does, where you can absolutely personify all these different mental disorders the same way that you could with uh, with the Seven Deadly Sins. Now, Pooh, our star, has an eating disorder. Okay, how devious for all these like old men writers to put this kind of shit. You know, like just it, like it fits this theory. So how. How devious. Some of these fit better than others. a child's cartoon, you know? Right. Some of these fit better than others, like the SpongeBob stuff, the Winnie the right. Pooh stuff. He's he's always stress-eating honey, right? right? So, yeah, this would be an eating disorder. Piglet, anxiety disorder. Yeah, anxiety for sure. Always nervous all the time. You can you can guess some of these. Tigger. Yeah. What would Tigger be? Uh, ADHD. Boom. There you go. And she's not looking at my computer, phone. No, I'm on the other she side She also of the has room. eight out of nine of these disorders. <laughs> So she knows Fuck this. You. No, okay. Uh, Kanga. Do you he know could what? be schizophrenic too. No, no, that's Christopher Robin. Oh, not to get too far ahead. Damn. Okay, go, go. Right. Uh, Kanga, the the parent of Rue. Kanga. What would they have? Munchausen. Uh, no, no. Munchausen, Munchausen. by proxy. <laughs> I don't Social know. anxiety disorder because she always gets real nervous when she's not with Rue. Right. Oh yeah, she's a, a very or he. I don't even mother. know. It's an androgynous kangaroo. So I think it's a little boy, but whatever. Well, it'll be a parent of some kind. Rue, the child. Yeah, that's what I mean. Little the Rue is a little boy. Rue's is kind of funny because I feel like I'm on the spectrum with this. What oh, do you think? You're on the spectrum, buddy. What do you think Rue is? Uh, autistic. Yeah. yeah. Aut- autism spectrum disorder lacks awareness. I feel like Ryan is somewhere on this spectrum, whether he jokes about it and laughs about it or not. But I feel like there is a, a spectrum, and right. he is a high functioning, low level. Uh, autistic a high functioning low level autistic wow yeah. that's a mouthful yeah that's gonna be the story of my memoirs I know this should be like one chapter right there <laughs> right. chapter one <laughs> okay owl the character owl short term memory loss they seem to forget all this kind of shit they forget things that they say and I'm refer- notice I'm referring to them as they because oh I don't know what the don't fuck that thing is off. I don't know what it is I mean a lot of these characters are androgynous what's poo what's piglet what's I mean Tigger seems is like a, a little is a, is a male Pooh, because he sounds like a gay guy, so he's clearly just an effeminate man. Okay, why is he walking Piglet. around with no pants? He just walks around with a t-shirt, no pants. Because if I did that, I'd get arrested. Because it's a teddy bear, dude. Okay, well. It's a cartoon. Stops. Everybody needs to stop sexualizing stuff and stop. It's a cartoon. It doesn't have a dick. It's not supposed to. It's a cartoon. I know. It's a joke. Okay. Uh, have you seen Bear Dicks? They're unfriendly looking. That what a great band name, Bear Dick. <laughs> right? You got Bear Tooth, get Bear Dick. And their motto is we are unfriendly looking. Uncircumcised. Oh, uh, anyways, continue. Okay. Rabbit has O C D. He's obsessed with order. Yeah. All this stuff. I was he's good for anxiety too, though. Everyone knows Eeyore. Oh. What does he represent? Depression. Depression. My favorite coffee cup in the world is my Eeyore mug. Yep. Well, 
I broke it. No, I'm just <laughs> I would slice your throat. I'm sure. It's irreplaceable. Try, it's from buddy. Disney. We're never going to get it again. I'm never going to go to Disneyland again and get it. I'm one. sure you could find a shitty Eeyore cup like that it's again. It's not a shitty Eeyore cup. It's a, He's an Eeyore baby looking thing. And right. it's like the shape of the mug. It's brilliant. Now, Christopher Robin, like I said, he's schizophrenic. He sees a bunch of fucking weird animals talking to him all the With time. With no pants. He, yeah, yeah, a lot of them. The only one that wears any clothes is the fucking bear. Yeah, weird. Right? Which could also represent a big hairy gay No, man. no, Mama Roo wears an apron. Okay. And oh, it is a mom. owl. No, yes. Ma- Kanga's the mom. Roo is the child. Oh, yeah, autism. Mama Kanga is, is the The autistic mom. baby. Yeah, and then the owl, doesn't he wear like a weird like college, like half tuxedo or some shit? Who? The owl with the glasses. I think you're thinking of the Visol medicine owl. It wears glasses. I don't know if owl does or not. I thought there was an owl in one of these. Anyways, continue. Okay, cool. So, yeah, there's a couple here. I need a bong up for this. Jesus Christ. All right. So, next up on my list here, got a couple. And then going to get into the weird shit. Okay. If you thought it was weird so far. We haven't really gotten there yet. The Care Bears to me is my favorite, dude. I can't wait to get to that. Okay. I, you're going to make me feel bad about my childhood because I loved the Care Bears. It's just interesting. The, the Care Bears up, stuff's interesting. They would play every morning. That was one of the every morning cartoons. And so I'd wake up every morning and I had my little click TV. You right. know, you click the dial. Back in the 40s? Yeah, shut up. Okay, so Hey Arnold. <laughs> I don't have much on this. It's just an interesting show. There's a lot of, like, if you're going to go through the show and look at different symbolisms in there. Uh, one, for instance, Gerald, Arnold's best friend, has number 33 on his jersey. That's his number. He just That's his outfit. Creepy. He walks around with red long sleeve shirt with a 33 on yeah, it. Yeah, Hey Arnold was one of those weird cartoons to me that I wasn't into it because I was getting to be an ornery teenager. Oh, yeah. There's all kinds of weird symbolism in there. Like I said, there's this dude that's obsessed with pigeons. There's, uh, there's the idea that, that uh, the old folks that Arnold stays with aren't really his parents or his grandparents or his parents. And that's why he was born with a real syndrome called Arnold Kairi malformation, where kids are born with deformed heads. He always gets called football head because he has a deformed head, right? Weird. And it's interesting that it's called Arnold Kairi malformation. Um, so that could be the uh, a real reference there of why they named him Arnold. But the real thing about this is that Helga, kind of like the antagonist of the whole story, is actually the protagonist, and everything is through her eyes. You know more about her inner thoughts. Arnold, even though he is the focus of the show, he's always kind of mysterious, um, kind That's of a weird so dude. so weird. It's a strange... Yeah, dude, the 90s cartoons, it was a weird time. Now it seems like everything's cookie cutter. You need to have this this character with this amount of friends. Yeah. Diversity. Now cartoons are just a joke. I can't even right. watch them. So yeah, this the whole theme <laughs> of this cartoon was strange. It always... And it was so engaging as a, as a child. I was probably, you know, 10, 11, 12 when I was really watching this. And I just thought it was so weird. Just something about it just drew me in. Depressing tones to it all the time. It's a really well done cartoon. It's just strange. You wonder what kind of propaganda and subliminal messages are in that. Uh, yeah, I was in my. I, I was turning twenty one, drinking and partying when this cartoon came out. So I was. I was busy. drinking and partying as well, but I was, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Twelve years old. Okay. Uh, Ed, Ed and Eddie, another great cartoon on yep. Cartoon Network. Past me, I have never even heard of this cartoon. Okay, well, this was pretty damn interesting. I, I loved this show. It was one of those more entertaining ones, more goofy. The theory here is that they're all dead. All the kids in this universe are dead, and they're all stuck in purgatory, which is symbolized by the cul-de-sac that they live in. Ooh, I used to watch Beetlejuice cartoon. 
I don't know. That's kind of the same kind of similar thing. They used to go into the land of the dead all the time. Well, yeah. So this is purgatory. And uh, like I said, the cul-de-sac represents that all the characters, there's some, some evidence to it. All the characters, they're all pale, right? They all have like light yellowish skin, uh, different shades of yellow and pale. Their tongues are all blue or green. Okay. They don't have normal That's tongues. So fucked up. Other than there's this group of girls, which this is kind of scary. The canker sisters, right? And like canker sore. Ew. The canker sisters have normal colored tongues. They're green. They come from outside the soul. Or I'm sorry, they're pink tongues. They come from outside the cul-de-sac. And what's wild about this is since these kids are dead and these these girls are able to come from outside the they're cul-de-sac. They're the only ones I can see these dead kids. They're succubus demons. Weird. Because their whole purpose is to fuck with the, the Ed, Ed, Nettie kids oh okay so they probably tra- they're the, probably the ones that trap their souls in that cul-de-sac maybe uh, that's the yeah. thing because they they like they that's hate it. they're afraid of the canker sisters they run away the canker sisters are i wonder with them. if there's a human out there that has the last name canker i'm sure there that is. must suck there's dude. people named dick i'm sure that there's people <laughs> named canker. last name dick I'm sure. <laughs> Dickinson? Dickinson's a little... Well, that's that's not Dick, though. Just it's Dick, Dick and Son. That's a strange name. <laughs> Dickinson. Okay. Uh, yeah, The the when I saw the Canker Sisters being succubus demons, I thought that was just a, a really, really cool idea. Yeah, um, that's so fucked up. We're still talking about children's cartoons here. Right, right. But that's <laughs> Okay, continue. I think that they, they put these in there, and, and when, the, when the subliminal messaging is so good like that, I think it's so that there could be appeal for older people, too. Like, once you when you grow up watching Ed, Ed, and Eddie, and then you can go back and watch it again and look at symbolism, yeah. that makes it interesting on that's a certain level. That's what Ren and Stimpy kind of was, because when you were a kid and when it came out, I didn't really get any of the things they were talking about, but you I You should have told me animation. that you wanted to talk about Ren and Stimpy. I could have done some research on them, because clearly you do. Well, no, I just... It's the fifth that's, time you mentioned them. Oh, my God. That's just one of the cartoons I used to watch as a little kid that was a grown-up cartoon that I had no idea what was going on, but I just liked the weird animals doing gross stuff you know right. <laughs> let me skip ahead here and then i'll go back because i'm just dying to get into care bears i can <sighs> see you dozing off no well i just never heard of any of these cartoons so. okay we'll do care bears then so care bears right very popular lovable cartoon you're gonna shatter my childhood right now i'm gonna be sad it's just interesting the last point with the care bears is the most provocative to me but right. anyway okay, go what about the care bears you have the care bears being all about voodoo and all the shit that they uh, that they have the the sigils on their voodoo? stomachs voodoo yeah and before you just roll your eyes and you're like this is bullshit they were about love and well each one of them had their symbol and that's what they were that's what loas do in voodoo they <laughs> okay, pretend okay the grumpy that one was like a cloud a rain cloud okay you know how is that the- he's a lightning rod i think right I think that was a, a rain cloud with a lightning in it. There's quite a few, but anyway, so so the, the <laughs> excuse me, sorry, no problem. the The name alone, uh, Care Bear, is said to have been referencing Care Four, C A R R E F O U R, and this is a location in Haiti where it's it's kind of widely known as the voodoo capital of the world. This is in uh, I forget the name of it, but it's it's near the the ocean. Uh, it's a port city. But again, called Care4. There's a real estate company called Care4 as well. And this is the voodoo capital of the world. So you have Care Bear. Bear's four-letter word. Care4 spelt just like that. F-O-U-R. Mm-hmm. Care Bears. Okay. Um, this cloud city that they live in, this is supposed to reference the holy city of Loa, which all these demons, right. or all these entities, rather, come from. The Loa, you think of the Loa, L O. 
LWA or LWA, depending on how you spell it. Um, all the Loa are like the different gods, all the different entities of voodoo. So if you want a certain thing done to somebody, you pray to this god you, you, you or this entity. Mm-hmm. I keep using that term. Uh, keep you, you you keep in mind who you're trying to target, what you're trying to do, and those are the different Loas. But all the Loas live in a holy city in the clouds. So this is what the cloud city is. Okay? Right, and that's where the Care Bears live. Right. Now, uh, there's a few here that actually have some wild... Little uh, little symbolisms on their stomach here. Yeah, I can't remember any of the cartoons because I was like a little, little kid. But yeah, I used to watch the cameras all the time. Right. Okay, so you have Love-A-Lot Bear. Yeah. Okay? Love-A-Lot Bear and a heart. has two hearts on her stomach, right? Now, this is represented by the goddess Erzuli. Erzuli, maybe? Um, E-R-Z-U-L-I-E. Erzuli. Um, and this is like a main voodoo figure. This is uh, protects children, things mm-hmm. like that. She, supposedly, she's got like serious dichotomy to her. She's like uh, she can be real protective or really vengeful. But that's what Love a Lot Bear represents. And if you think these are loose connections, just wait. Okay. <laughs> uh, Cheer Bear has the rainbow, right? Remember the rainbow, Cheer yeah. Bear. Uh, this references Dambala, and Dambala is one of the most important of all these different Loa. Uh, all these different spirits in voodoo. He's traditionally portrayed as a great white or black serpent in voodoo. And this guy actually creates all cosmic life and all this shit. Weird. Right? And he, in the in the cartoon, Cheer Bear, uses the most magic out of all the other characters. And this mm. would make sense because this dude is the most mystical, most magical out of all the Loa. Again, he created everything, basically. Weird. I wonder... Dambala. Yeah, I, I mean, it... Seems, you know, plausible. Right. So, uh, Friend Bear represents the Legba, I guess, which is crossed flowers, symbolizes a friendly spirit, and basically also, like, high ascension in the ranks of voodoo. Um, so, there's a few of your examples of what these things are. All the all the, the symbols on them, they're referred to as Veve, V-E-V-E's. These are basically voodoo sigils, okay? Now, again, you might be like, dude, this is all loose shit. What's wild here, and this is hard to confirm, but I've heard this from many places at this point. One of the head animators, his name is Lester Myers. He mysteriously disappears, okay? Weird. And this dude said in a note that he left to the staff, I am leaving to find out where the Care Bears come from. And what guess, the fuck? guess what his fucking last credit card purchase was? I have no idea. A plane ticket to Haiti. I shit you not. He said, I'm leaving... You got goosebumps, huh? Wow. I'm leaving to figure out where the Care Bears come from. Disappears mysteriously, buys a ticket to Haiti, never heard from again. Wow. Lester Myers. Wild, huh? Wild shit. So, I just, I, fe- I remembered two more cartoons. Okay, what are they? My Little Pony. Sure. Which I remember as a child, we didn't have the internet. And when things and shows and everything got canceled, nobody told anybody. Right, it just right. St- something else started. Pl- and when My Little Pony got canceled, I cried. Well, um, also, Jem. Jem was a cartoon. That's why she was a Barbie. Okay. Like that's why she she was an alternate to Barbie because she was a cartoon. I used to like Zoom a lot as a kid. Oh, oh! I just thought of another one. Um, he Man. Uh, that was one of the boy cartoons that I watched. Yeah, there's a lot of gay propaganda in that. A yeah. bunch of dudes fucking each other. Yeah, I, that was the only boy cartoon that I watched. So, what did you think? I mean, do, do you think that that's, that's kind of interesting? I mean, it it freaks me out that 
that's pro that's plausible and it like makes me like have a bad taste in my mouth about all the cartoons that i watched as well kid. look how you turned out just fine right i don't know debatable <laughs> uh okay magic school bus we'll move along here magic See, school yeah, bus that was like an educational cartoon for kids it sucked I, yeah it was not that good yeah um but there's this really cool theory, and it's 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 loose, but there is definitely something there that all the Magic School Bus kids grew up to be the Captain Planet people because there's a, a redhead Which boy. Which is another cartoon I never watched. Right, and it's, it was a pretty cool show. <laughs> but there's a redheaded boy. There was a, uh, I think, a black girl. There was a light-skinned Asian girl with short black hair, and then there was a dark-skinned Asian boy with uh, you know longer hair. Right. And then I think a white girl, too. I forget exactly what there was. But yeah. Like all, an all actually like white, white girl. Like her skin was like. There's the a blonde color. girl with, you know, blonde well, hair. Well, I thought that it, the planet kids, I thought they were weird, different colors, like green, blue. No, Captain purple. Planet was blue with green hair because he represented oh, the planet. But okay. when all and the kids were together, normal. Okay. Yeah, they were teenagers. Yeah, so essentially they that. grew up to be, to be this. Yeah. So, um, but what's interesting about the Magic School Bus, and, and I think that this does make sense. Like, obviously, it's a cartoon. There's a lot of mystical shit right. going on. Miss uh, Ms. Frizzle, she's uh, she was the teacher, yeah. Yeah, she doesn't go by Miss or Mrs. Ms. Ms. You don't know if she's getting hit by anybody or not. You know what I mean? You don't know Jeez if anyone's Louise. sticking her. Wow, Ms. Frizzle. That's what's going through the kids' minds when they hear her name. Not that her hair's frizzy, and that's why she's called. Well, Ms. that's Frizzle. literally what the Z means. I Ms. Right. means that you don't know if they're married or not. Oh, you didn't know that? I had I wasn't no just being idea. A, yeah, I wasn't just being a dick here. The Miz I, oh, okay. means that she doesn't want to say if she's a Miss or a Mrs. Wow. So maybe she's in an open relationship, getting a little weird with some of these kids. Creepy. I want to. I want to. I want a full investigation into her. Full but, investigation. <laughs> but um, she drives the school bus that literally is like a sentient school bus, right? Like it yeah, talks and all this shit. Yeah, and, and, and floats and, and, and time travels. Yeah. She is supposedly like a witch, a high-level witch, and a fucking magician. Like, a, yep, like I can a, see that. Like, doesn't she do like weird, twinkly stuff, and stuff happens? Yeah, yeah she is a witch. But yeah. so what's what's interesting too is that she's also a time lord. Now, if you know what a time lord Jesus is, Christ. this comes from the Doctor Who <laughs> I universe. I would love to see that subreddit. Fucking well, guys, if you want to get into the rest of the cartoon conspiracies that Kim and myself got through here, head over to patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast. We had a good time. All right. Hope to see you over there. Thanks for your support. And I'll see you on the next one.